godfather is a man named Lee Rosno. Lee's retired now, but when I was a kid, he ran a muffler shop in Salinas, the town where I grew up. I remember him as a friendly man with a with a uh, mustache that was like typical of the late 70s, early 80s, kind of like a Magnum P.I. style one, but with a little more pepper in there. Uh, he was a great guy. He'd been in the Navy. He'd been my, my dad's roommate during community college. Lee and his wife, Jerry, had several daughters who were about eight years older than my brother and me. And my dad used to tell us a story I now believe to be apocryphal about how Lee gathered his daughters around him at the dinner table to teach him the old adage, you are what you eat, while he was taking a bite out of a hostess ding-dong. <laughs> My dad thought the story was hilarious. He told this, this story repeatedly over the years, and he always tacked onto it yet another harangued proverb, do as I say. Not as I do. <laughs> the Pharisees and scribes of Jesus' day are the kings of do as I say, not as I do. These folks know all about scripture and theology. They know what God's justice is supposed to look like. They just don't do it. In fact, they make things worse. They heap shame on people who don't know the rules. They burden the poor with economic hardship by chaining them to the sacrificial system and giving to the temple. In short, they make life hard for those around them. Have you ever had a bad boss? Just maybe someone who didn't deserve the authority they had, or they did a great job at their old job, but they didn't quite cut it as a manager. I can't help but think about uh, Michael from the TV show The Office. You guys, seen, you guys remember Michael? Uh, the guy who bought himself the mug that says, World's Best Boss. <laughs> Bad bosses make daily life so hard. They ask too much of you. They make you do things that don't matter. They take all the credit when you do something well. Such are these leaders that Jesus is criticizing. I like how Matthew's gospel contrasts the bad bosses with, with Jesus. In Matthew 23, these leaders tie up burdens on the shoulders of others. But in Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is a good boss, the mentor, the teacher, the one who changes your life and inspires you to be the person you always wanted to be. Today we celebrate all saints. We all have many saints in our lives, mentors, good bosses, good teachers, parents, animals, people we admire. In short, we celebrate the people who make the world a better place. I love that 
All Saints is sandwiched between Halloween and All Souls. For those of you who don't know, All Saints, the actual day of All Saints is November 1st. Um, and so we get Halloween, which is All Hallows Eve, leading up to All Saints. So basically All Saints Eve in the same way that we have Christmas Eve. And it's a three-day holiday. So we have Halloween, All Souls, or as we call All Souls in this neck of the woods, the Day of the Dead. And I love that there's a celebration of the darkness and scary and fearful, this Halloween. And then the ordinary, all, soul, all souls, the day of the dead, all wrapped around a day that remembers notable people who walk the Jesus path. It feels more real. There's a church in Denver, some of you might have heard about, called the Church for All Sinners and Saints. What I love about that name is that it keeps church from being too clean, too perfect. In 1 Corinthians 4.13, Paul says, We've become like the rubbish of the world, the dregs of all things. Paul is getting at the Christians are the weirdos of the world. Not in the, like, they're so good that they're weird, like pious weird, which is what we often are, but in a not conforming to the world kind of way, not seeking our own grandeur. One of those weirdos that I like to remember around this time is Dorothy Day. Dorothy Day was uh, the founder of the uh, Catholic Worker paper. Um, I have a little picture of her in here. Um, She started the Catholic Worker paper and also the Catholic was a big part of the Catholic Worker movement, which is is a movement, um, a pacifist movement that combines direct aid for the poor and homeless with nonviolent direct action on their behalf. This is someone who started those images that we have of, of helping the poor of like soup kitchens. Soup kitchen goes back to her. <laughs> this is this is the original soup kitchen person. However, she, at the age of 78, she was still in protests. Uh, and I, I, I kind of love this picture of her. You know, it's not our, pic, our typical, like, ancient saint. She's, like, smoking there and uh, <laughs> looking pretty tough. <laughs> and uh, you probably saw on there, she's known for saying, don't call me a saint. I don't want to be dismissed so easily. Most of the saints we remember as we go through the church uh, history are not these like pious, super clean, goody-two-shoes folks. They also were not superheroes. They were servants. The greatest among you will be your servant. This is something that is decidedly different from popular culture. Humility is not something the broader culture values. Likewise, bad bosses, folks who love their own title but don't deserve them, come up everywhere. Whether it's regional manager or CEO or rabbi, teacher, instructor, or father or mother, these names and titles require great 
scrutiny on our behalf. Not long after my ordination, I was invited to a church to be a guest preacher. This particular church is one of the most Anglo-Catholic or high church communities in all of California. They have a beautiful stone church. And (laughs) one of my fellow priests like to say that uh, their Eucharist involves ninja moves. They have have all sorts of stuff. They they perform their Eucharist in the back of everybody, and there's some kneeling, and there's some karate chops involved. It's a a very exciting place to go. And uh, if if you're looking for some good costumes, you'll see them. Um, but as I pulled up to this church, there was a parking spot reserved for me with a little sign that said Father Scott, which I was not quite used to yet. <laughs> now I'm accustomed to this title, but it did bother me. You know, I grew up in a more Protestant uh, church, and, and this passage, I was aware of this passage called No One on Earth, Your Father. I was like, this, this doesn't seem right. It also kind of made me feel like one of the old priests from my like two years of Catholic uh, junior high <laughs> that I put in, which is not exactly where I wanted to be. But mostly this sign bothered me because leaders in the church should not be given an elevated status. All ordained people in the Episcopal church are deacons first. The word deacon Actually, mean servant. It comes from the Greek mean servant. At my ordination to the diaconate, my mentor preached a sermon with just two words Deacon first. Deacon first. We are all servants, and that is how we should think of ourselves. There's a lot we can say about what it means to be servants. We could talk about the importance of presence, of being there to attend to the needs of others. We can talk about how serving others requires us to admit that we are not in control, as a recovery community so wonderfully articulates in the third step. Being a, becoming a servant involves turning our longing for control over to our higher power. But here in Isla Vista, there is another aspect of the, of the servant life that is perhaps closer to home. The will to learn. Servants ask questions. They seek out need needs. They do not claim to have all the answers, but they are always prepared to observe. Dr. Ellen Langer, professor of psychology at Harvard calls this universal uncertainty. Universal uncertainty is in contrast to personal uncertainty, which is our clinging to knowledge as power, our feeling that when we don't know something, we better just make it up. (laughs) It is fake understanding. Universal uncertainty says no one can claim to know it all. I love that little little bit. Did you see that bit that was snuck in there in the Revelation passage? You are the one who knows. God is the one who knows. 
But since no one can claim to know it all, we explore this universe together. In that way, we actively notice the needs of those around us, rather than assuming we know their needs or attend only to our own needs. Traditionally, the reading for All Saints in year A of the lectionary is the Beatitudes from Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the sick. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the persecuted. This passage is called the Beatitudes because of the word in Latin that we translate blessed, beatitudo. That word beatitude is appropriate for all saints. When someone is declared a saint in the church, we say that they are beatified, right? Incidentally, uh, in that process of canonization, in that process of beatification, we have our Dorothy Day. And at present, her title, uh, when you're being uh, investigated for uh, beatification, you get the title Servant of the Lord, which I think is appropriate for our passage today. I find it ironic, though, that the church calls the process beatification because Jesus uses the term to elevate the lowly rather than to set some higher than the rest. In classic Jesus fashion, the Beatitudes invert our expectations of what it means to be blessed. What Jesus articulates as signs of blessing are not what we expect. They are not wealth, influence, health, great jobs, or beautiful house. As always, Jesus transforms the world around us through redemptive inversions. Today, those inversions might sound like this. Blessed are the victims of the Las Vegas shooting. Blessed are the people killed on the bike path, the five men from Argentina, the mother of two from Belgium. Blessed are the taxed poor who bear the burden of our government. Blessed are the refugees on this National Refugee Sunday. Blessed are the chemo patients. Blessed are the opioid addicts. Blessed are the dreamers. Blessed are the Dodgers fans. These are our sisters and brothers. These are the saints. By remembering them, we join with them. We are one with them. All servants of love eternal. All saints. Amen.